0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ the St. Paul, located in Monta Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to FCCStPaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. I went to a Catholic school growing up, and a Catholic high school growing up. Powers Catholic High School in Flint, Michigan to be exact. Go Chargers. It was always fascinating for me because of course, myself being Protestant, I was kind of going into a different culture um, of that was somewhat, I won't say alien, but it was just different from what I grew up. It's a, as a Protestant. And I remember, I think, believe it was my freshman year in high school, and we, I remember that we had a certain day off, and it was the Feast of the Annunciation. Now, the Annunciation is kind of a word, I don't know if everyone is familiar with it, but it is, the Annunciation is basically a, a way of saying this was the visit of the angel Gabriel to Mary. And Catholics celebrate this, and it's usually celebrated in late March, about nine months before Christmas day. And I was, I've always been fascinated about how my Catholic sisters and brothers, and I know many Catholics, especially from my experience at Powers, how much emphasis they place on this event. It really matters. You know, it's always different how we Protestants talk about this, because, you know, we mentioned Mary, but I don't know about you, but I think growing up, the only time you really kind of thought about Mary was always at those Christmas um, plays that usually had someone dressed up in bedsheets of course that was playing Mary or and usually either A they were pregnant or on a donkey or they already had the child and there was a little doll that they played as Jesus but we don't always at times get to know who Mary was. I think thankfully how we are viewing Mary is changing as Protestants. And I hope that we can sometimes follow what our, to some extent what our our Catholic um, relatives do in getting to know who this woman was, because it matters. The passage, is where, here in in the Gospel of Luke, is where we first meet Mary. What we know about her is that she is a young woman. She is probably a teenager. She is what you would call a girl from the wrong side of the town. She's poor. She is though betrothed to be married. And all in all, she lived in a small backwater town of the Roman Empire. So if you take all of this together, she really wasn't that important. And yet, one day as she's sitting, just doing her thing, this fearsome being appears. This being that is called Gabriel. And he greets her by calling her a favored one. You can imagine Mary looking around and thinking, wait, you're talking to me? Because she thought, didn't think much about her. I mean, she was just some teenager from some backwater place. Why would you consider me favored? But Gabriel tells her what's going down, tells her that she will give birth this son you will name him Jesus and all the things that will happen through Jesus and she hears all this but she has a skeptical look on her face it's not one that discounts all this but it's skeptical because well there was a little bit of a problem since she she pretty much blurted it out saying okay but how is this gonna happen I haven't slept with a guy.
1: Mary might be young,
0: but she was not stupid. She knew how babies were made and um, there was no man in her life to make that happen. So Gabriel then takes time to explain how it is through the power of the Spirit that she will be, she will conceive Jesus. And she adds, he adds, Her older cousin Elizabeth is pregnant at this time, even though she is well beyond her childbearing years. And he then adds, with God, nothing is impossible. Once he says that, it is then that Mary now realizes anything can happen, anything can be done, and she understands that God would be with her. And so she says to Gabriel that she is willing to be God's servant. With God, nothing is impossible. Do we believe that? As I said, Mary had every right to be skeptical. As I said, she was a young woman. She hadn't even been married yet. And why would anyone choose her? She was a nobody. And yet God was saying that she was the one that was going to be chosen that would reestablish the Davidic line. Something that hadn't been even thought of in centuries. And something that would disturb the Romans. And especially King Herod, the ruler that was placed by Rome. Mary knew how the world worked, and she knew she didn't fit the bill. But this angel was telling her that with God, nothing is impossible. And she gives this example, the the angel gives the example of her cousin. And she, hearing that, is willing to know God can do anything, and God will be with her. Advent, as I've said before throughout the Advent season, is a time of preparation. It is a time to prepare for the coming of Christ into the world. But Advent is also a time of surprise because the arrival of Jesus is something that will surprise everyone, or at least it should. It surprises Mary, who thought that she knew what to expect in life, and now realizes she is going to have a baby. It was going to surprise King Herod, who would unexpectedly have, feel that his power was challenged. And throughout the book of Luke and throughout the Gospels, Jesus surprises people showing up where no one expects him to showing up by saying that and, and, and saying that things that we might thought that were holy weren't so holy after all this God surprises us surprises us in ways that we could never expect I think about us today, and I think about this congregation. Do we understand that God can still surprise? And are we able to see how Advent can overturn our expectations? Sometimes I think about this congregation and how easy it is to think that because we are small, that we can't do much. And so then we don't expect much. But what if we believe that God is a God of surprises? And what if we believe that God can use us in ways that we would never ever expect? One of my favorite hymns is surprisingly not in the chalice hymnal, and it is the one called Gabriel's message. It is one that tells the story of the Annunciation. And I love the song, and I was looking through it again today, and I was reminded of the third verse. And I just wanted to share it because it speaks so wonderfully to this sermon. Then gentle Mary meekly bowed her head. To me be as it pleases God, she said. My soul shall laud and magnify God's holy name. Most highly favored lady, Gloria. When Mary realized that God would be with her, that nothing was impossible, she was able to give praise to God. As we finish up our time and and Advent and head into the time of Christmas. I pray that our hearts will be prepared, will be prepared to be surprised by God and know that God is with us in these unexpected times and that in the end, when we are surprised, We will give glory to God, Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. Thanks be to God, Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at FCCStPaul.org. That's org. May God be with you in the coming week.